Hello everyone and welcome back to Industry Perspectives. I'm your host Ainsley Bowden and on this chat episode I'm speaking with Joseph Moran, host of A Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Now Joseph and I have known each other for a little while now and we wanted to talk about all things gaming related including how he got into creating content for PlayStation, his uh, growing up with Nintendo and Xbox, why Bloodborne is his favorite game of all time which we touch on, along with obviously topics from around the industry and covering of content, creation, YouTube, etc. Let's jump into it. All right, and for this episode of IP Chat, as I said prior, is Mr. Joseph Moran, host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation show. What is happening, my friend? Man, I'm doing really great. And you want to know why I'm doing so great? That's here. You that beautiful camera? The, well, not just the beautiful camera. <laughs> you are probably the first person to say my show's name right. I, Everybody dude. says the PlayStation Trophy Room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember we like, joked about that before. And I, I always make a point when I have guests, with, no matter it's BitCast here or whatever, yeah. to always look at their actual content before we talk. Um, I mean, not that I'm not always seeing the content, but you know what I mean. Go in and just take a, a look because it's important. You got to get it right. Yeah. Everybody, and I get why. So, like, because our Twitter handle is PS Trophy Room. Yeah. So I get why people say PlayStation Trophy Room. So I never put it against them. And I'm also the same way where when I have a guest on the Trophy Room, I now say, I'm going to mispronounce your name. I know who you are. I'm just nervous that I'm going <laughs> to screw your name up. And in the process, I will screw your name up. So uh, I think we're all guilty of it. It happens. Yeah. Especially, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, with a name like Ainsley, you don't get surprised by that anymore. You're just like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you say what you're going to say. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, your How name's you unique, so I can't, I can't forget it. But I've been good, man. I've been, I'm tired. Because here in Jersey, I don't know, I don't know about you, but here in Jersey, we've gotten so much snow. You guys are getting hit, man. I, I mean, I've you know we talked about it, right? I'm from there, that area, yeah. so I've lived it. I know what it's like. Yeah, it's every day now. It's like, it, like and today, like it's one of those aggravating ones. It's like it's a dusting, but my brother's like, no, 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 we got to do it right now because it's gonna turn into ice. And I'm like, but I doubt it though. He's like, no, nah, it's gonna turn into ice. I'm like, God, I hate wine. <laughs> We're supposed to get more in the weekend. I I hate this. I I liked it in the beginning because of hot chocolate, but now not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh it's kind of interesting living in the Midwest now cuz the temperature range is about the same. Like, you know, yeah. you get the really hot days in the summer, you get the really cold days in the winter. Um, but we just get less snow here. Like here like right now it's it's bitter as hell. Um, but we've got like an inch, you know, like we just don't get as much yeah. snow. So, Damn. a lot less shoveling, which is nice. Yeah, man, your back must be thanking you. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, I'm getting old, man. I can't be out there showing. <laughs> no, I got no time for that, man. <laughs> but man, thanks for coming on, man. I um, I'm really loving these conversations. When I I've told people when I decided to kind of bring this back in a in a different format, if you will. Um, I didn't know what people were going to think of it, and uh, the feedback's just been tremendous. So with the conversation awesome. so far, so. Um, been looking forward to having you on because I, you know, I, I do think you, you have a unique position out of, you know, all the people I interact with a unique position in the, um, channel media space, um, particularly focusing on a single platform from a very positive stance. And I just, I love the content you put out. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Um, and congrats. I know I just said this before the show, but for you know the people who are going to be watching this later this week, congrats on the thousand Twitter followers, man. Thank you. Great thank milestone. You. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I was actually a fu- funny thing was uh, I said that out right before I was going to in- into an interview. And so I actually used that as like one of my my interviewing things of like talking about. I have the trophy room on my portfolio. So you're like, just talk <laughs> nice. about it. I'm like, yeah, and I'm just like, so I have like a thousand Twitter followers. Hopefully, by the end of this interview, and one and one guy, I, I, he shall remain name nameless. But he's like, so uh, so, what's your ratio at? And I, when I tell him that, he's like, have you thought about monetization? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's nothing like that, man. But yeah, it's 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 been crazy to see the growth of like not just YouTube's one thing, which we'll talk about it soon. Yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. I I don't really care for it. Um, I I am a podcaster. When I think of what I am and what I do, I'm a podcaster first. Everything has to go back to that podcast. So it's like seeing the the growth of the channel over the past year isn't so surprising because I knew that was going to be the case. But it's awesome to see it retain and seeing mm-hmm. the positive folks that we're bringing into our circle. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I completely get it. I. One of the things I've said many times about SG is, um, you know, there are things we could obviously do, and I'm sure we'll jump into the, some of those that would pull in a, an audience faster, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be the audience I want. Um, and one of the things I'm very proud of is the fact that we have continued to grow and the audience continues to be those really kind of core positive gamers um, mm. that really just want to play and talk about games. So, yeah. yeah, it's one of the things I applaud on your side as well. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Oh no, no, no! I was gonna say, and and that's why I love your content because it is so like minded of us. Where our the always our thing of uh, our, our way of thinking is like we're growing smart. We're 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 not here to grow faster. Be it overnight sensation. I know how to make a thumbnail and do a thing that's gonna hit a couple thousand. But like, <laughs> is that thing that I'm gonna be talking about worth me talking about? Yeah answer is probably not (laughs) probably not (laughs) and and you you know we see it day in day out um from a lot of channels and places and well i'm sure we'll get more into that too i think um the other point on that i like to make and tell people is look i'm not doing this for money i'm not doing this for any other reason than the passion of loving Mm -hmm. gaming right and loving talking about and meeting people like yourself if i wasn't doing this i would have never met you or luke or anyone else you know well, that's, I yeah like luke is maybe the negative <laughs> maybe yeah, not like everything else. I mean, I, you know we could do that <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean you know that's why i'm doing it right and when i whenever i decide to stop this if i decide to stop this um I'll, I'll be able to look back on the content and say look that's content i put out i'm proud of and i really enjoyed it at the time i didn't do it just to get clicks you know what i mean yeah. that's always been a big thing for me um so anyway so let's uh, let's talk about how you got into it a little bit, then, man. I know you've been on Bitcast, obviously, and we talked to, uh, about it at a high level. Um, and I remember you saying one thing that jumped out to me that most people may not know. So I figured, as we're having a one-on-one conversation here, maybe good to touch on it is that um, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, you had told me previously that you uh, were a big Xbox guy um, in yeah. the 360 era. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. And before that, I was a Nintendo kid. Okay, so you've done it all. I've done it all, and I think that's the reason why I'm not like, uh, you know, why Xbox is going to fail <laughs> yes, <laughs> in 2021. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I, I, 
Dude, I just love games. And the the funniest thing when I look back at like where I am now to where I like where I was was like I remember getting a PS2 as a kid and going, "Oh, this isn't an Xbox." But I know that they gave <laughs> they wanted me to be happy, so I'm going to be happy with Gran Turismo right now. Yeah. Like my PS2 was my secondary console for Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter. And so moving God, into the three six and Daxter, man, great dude, games. It needs to come back. It does, really, it does. really does. Yeah. Blue anyway, sorry, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm, I was a three sixty kid for almost the longevity of that generation. Like, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell the story as tired as it is. Uh, I didn't get a three sixty at launch. Uh, my mom promised it for me for Christmas. Okay. And my mom, or, or the promise was on Christmas. She's like, Joe, I don't have anything for you this year. I feel like a shitty parent, but I'm not going to go out there and spend $3,000 for a scalped one. So here's what I'm going to do. Just promise. I, I'm going to promise you that I'm going to make this up to you. And and I'm going to, I'm going to get you the best post Christmas gift. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. Hey, she sounds like a sweetheart, man. My mom is. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. I love her to death so much. Like, she she is my best friend. She's amazing. That's fantastic. And she she I think it's like early January. I'm in gym class. I'm like in seventh grade, I think, sixth or seventh. And I get a call from from the office, just like a, a general, like tell it like from the teleprompter going like Joe, pack your things, get out of here. <laughs> you know, uh your mom your mother's waiting for you. And I'm like, what's up? I don't have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, like there's no reason to take me out of school though. How awesome this is! Um, what's going on? So I like I thought my gra- like one of my grandparents died, <laughs> and so I was like I was thinking more of my grandma, wrong grandparent. I go to the the office and I go, Mom, what's what's going on? What's what's wrong, with Grandma? My mom's like, What? Grandma's fine. I'm like, Why are you taking me out of here? She's like, Joe, just just come with me. And I remember go- getting into the hallway. No, I'm not even out the door yet. There's like this weird little hallway within a hallway that leads you out the door. And I'm like, what happened to grandma? She's like, Joe, remember that Xbox you want? I'm like, yes. She's like, I got you one. And I was like, okay. And you're taking me out of school? She's like, yeah, my wait, am I not supposed to? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're 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 good. My mother literally went to a Best Buy at like 10 o'clock in the morning, right? I don't even know if she had to camp out or whatever. She just saw a basic Xbox, the arcade edition, then bought the hard drive on top of that, and then bought me Call of Duty 2. Great game. yeah. Great game. And I think also Morrowind, if I'm not mistaken. There was one Uh, or two games. For 360 would have been Oblivion. Oblivion, sorry. Did I say more? Yeah, Oblivion. Yeah. And, um... And I, rem- I remember just sitting down, wasting that whole afternoon, just playing Call of Duty 2 in the Russian level where you're sneaking through the tunnels. Like, that is one of my most fondest memories of gaming. Because it just goes to show my mother's commitment to my hobby more than anything. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I yeah. um, It's funny. It's a different generation because I'm older, like we were joking about. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my mom, I, I don't not going to get a new situation of course but uh, you know my parents separated at a young age and i've told many stories of uh, my mom not having any money and us you know not having much of anything um but uh she always went out of her way once i got into gaming like i got a sega master system in 86 
and she was a hairdresser, still is. Um, and uh, she would barter. She would cut this woman's hair, KB Toys, for free. And the woman at KB Toys would buy a game with her discount, and a, a Sega game, and give it to my mom to give to me. So That's like, so cool. <laughs> so like every, you know, every six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, my mom would come home with just some random game. You know, I'd be yeah. coming up from school and there'd be a game waiting for me. Um, and that's the only way she could afford to kind of get me games, but, yeah. um, but yeah. that kind of also like, it's, it's the coolest thing as a kid. First off, your mother sees that you love this thing and she's not trashing all over it. Instead, she's like doing what she can to provide you with, like, you must've been, I'm just assuming. Cause if it was my generation, the coolest kid in class, because you, oh, me? yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. no. If you had like the latest game as a kid, because games back then were like 60, 80, a hundred dollars yes. in the nineties. Yes. Um, you know, and, and, and they were a rarity, especially for us kids. Yeah. And so like for us to get, like when I got smash brothers, everybody's like, can I come over? Boys? That's <laughs> Please, true. I? You know? That's so true. like, yeah. Well, having I, one I, every month. is like, yeah. So guaranteed I, a play date. I should probably qualify that in school. Yeah. No. Uh, in my neighborhood. Yes. Okay. Fine, so fair. we had like a, I lived in townhouses. So there were a lot of kids, you know, and we had kind of this core group of 10 to 12, maybe kids that would just hang out every day. Yeah. Um, but we, a lot of that time was spent in my house playing games. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. For me, it was just like, uh, I remember getting a Nintendo SP and everybody in the bus. Cause it was like a field trip on that day. Again, my mother crushing it as a parent, just giving me <laughs> things for my birthday and stuff. I think it was and, awesome. Um, Yes, dude, dude, it was awesome. Everybody's yeah. like, it has a backlit screen. Yeah, dude. And it was like this big. Like, yeah, it's awesome. I used to sit like, in my first shows the difference in age. I was yeah. when I started my career, I worked in a command center just watching screens for a contact center. And uh, I had to work Saturdays and, uh, you know, it's really quiet. And I'd be sitting there just all day on my SP just yeah. playing away. Yeah. And like it, that, that little system. I remember just th like, oh, I'm just gonna play some Advance Wars flip. Like people are like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So we, uh, so let's see. You uh, grew up Nintendo, right? You got the you get the Xbox Arcade, you get the hard drive, and you you went through the 360 generation. Um, <laughs> so then, what led you eventually to PlayStation? So here's the funny thing: there's only so many red rings one could take before they start <laughs> questioning their company <laughs> their allegiance mine was about six or seven between me and my brother we went through a lot of uh yeah. of 360s and it was the the one that hurt the most was it was the xbox slim it was the halo 3 edition okay that red ringed on me the, the, the one that's not supposed to and apparently, like something like the graphics card within it, like melted or whatever, because I was getting blue screens like crazy. Okay. And so what I did, and this is why you never buy a system at GameStop. I did the penny trick: put some pennies in it, made sure it turned on, and then I just sold it, sold it to GameStop, and I was done with it. But it hurt. It was like I was putting down my dog. Like <laughs> it really crushed me because I love that console. Yeah. So the reason why I I, I switched to PlayStation. It's hilarious because I was a fanboy. Like, it, of course I was. I was a teenager, right? Sure. Yeah. So, like, my thing's better. My my cousin worked at a Sony style, which is a Sony equivalent of an Apple store. Okay. And so she got, like, she could have got me PlayStation games off discount for free. And I'm like, 
no, Sony's stupid. Why would I want this? <laughs> she once gave me a GameStop card in a PS310 just to troll me. <laughs> and so it I it was the PlayStation 3 blackout. Uh, I remember listening to one of my first episodes of Beyond, and that's the thing that's going to fuel my podcasting in, in in the future. And um, and I was working at GameStop, and this guy that was clearly selling his PlayStation for weed um, <laughs> was selling his PlayStation for weed, and he didn't have any of the wires. Nice. And I'm like, okay, I'll buy this thing off you. GameStop says we'll only give it to you for like 50, 60. I'll give it to you for a cool, I think it was like 80 bucks. Okay. And he's just like, whatever, just want weed. I was like, awesome. So I go outside. I do what I was not supposed to do. And then I come into the store with this thing. I was like, okay, so um, I forget who was I was working with. I think his name was Mike. Uh, and Mike's just like, okay, so you need a controller. I got the camo controller. Uh, I go, I need a game. And he's just like, here's what you do. Because I'm like, I'm just going to take out a random game. I don't know. He's like, no, no, no. You're going to buy uncharted 2 he's like you're going to buy this no ifs ands or buts buy it it was like 30 bucks at the time i was like okay cool and i played that and i remember the first 30 minutes i was like this might be one of the best games i've ever played (laughs) like full stop that train level i remember that train level just being in awe that video games could do this and then beating that game i was like i'm a I'm an idiot. I think I'm really fucking dumb because what what have I been championing for years is that this thing sucks and this this thing's given me so much already. Yeah. Like amazing. And what a great and, game to start with. I mean, Uncharted 2 is legendary. Dude, amazing. And like yeah. I I then just started dabbling in all the other franchises. Yeah. And the cool thing about working at GameStop is, you know, those games on the wall, they say that are due. They ain't. You're putting them in. You're trying them out for a night or two, and bringing them back. So I was getting samplings of what the you know PlayStation franchises were all about, and I was really digging it. Like Little Big Planet. Shout out to you, making me feel like I could be competent at you know platformers. Yeah. Like there were just so many games that I was like, I was, I've been missing out because I've been so dumb for so long. <laughs> That's good. You came to that realization earlier rather than yeah. later, though. Dude, you can see when I see forty-year-old men for real, like for real. Ch- like with Phil Spencer as their icon, you know, <laughs> I'm like, geez, Jesus, guys, what, what is this? <laughs> it's bizarre, man. It's, it's truly bizarre because I'm, really you is. know, I am. I'm 43 this year, and I see guys mm-hmm. my age. Just some of the stuff they say, some of the way they act, it's just baffling to me. Absolutely it's- baffling. Yeah, and like for from that point on, well, not really that point on, because we'll talk like the Xbox One came out, and it was really fun to bash that for a good solid because of the way that you know we I like the launch Xbox One. The UI sucked. <laughs> really, the UI sucked. I get yeah, it. Yeah, UI was awful. But but no, I I was like I I still for all of its faults, I, <laughs> I enjoyed the Connect for what it was. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so everybody it, else had fun bashing this thing. <laughs> oh, I, well, yeah. I mean, and and yeah. rightfully so. They made a lot of mistakes. That's oh yeah, undebatable, yeah. really. But and uh, I th- yeah. I think like that moment in particular is, you know, seeing like the TV, 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 sports, sports, sports. Major Nelson saying like it's not like flipping a switch, and then literally flipping a switch, kind of got to show like, not 
I, I guess at the time you could say the ugly truth about Xbox, but it's really the ugly truth about the industry of saying what you need to say uh, because we have this marketing that dictates that, you know, um, staying within the company lines and not deviating. And, and it's, it's really that, that point where you really get to see these companies and corporations for who they really are, which is companies their, and corporations. Businesses, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, um, I get I get sometimes going like like I was in I was in a chat the other night going, Joe, you talk very highly though for a person that doesn't trust these corporations or companies. <laughs> I'm like, I trust them to put out a product that I'm going to to buy, and we have this handshake agreement deal. But once I see that you pull away from that deal, I pull away from you. That's <laughs> how it goes. That's how it should go. You know, like I don't hold any allegiances to anything because. You take a look at Xbox. They've tried it a few weeks ago to, to to bone you over, paying you double for something. You know, you can see with PlayStation. You know, no crossplay for the kids. Like they say that because <laughs> they're afraid to lose money. Yep. <laughs> you exactly. know, it's it's it really is what it is. But yep. long and short of it, yeah, that's that's why I'm a PlayStation boy, I guess. Got into it at that point. Okay. Yeah. And then what led you to, so you, you mentioned beyond, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone listening is not familiar, you're referring to IGN's PlayStation podcast because yeah. I listened to it for years. Um, actually have met some of those guys. I met Brian Altano, um, E3 2019. I met, uh, uh, I forget his first name, uh, Dornbush who runs it. Uh, Jonathan Dornbush. Yeah. Jonathan. I, I ran into him on the street at E3 in 2019 too. Um, but, um, you know, they, they've, they've been around a long time, right? I mean, they, cause wasn't it Greg Miller at one point in time, way back when? Yeah, it was, it was, um, uh, I'm blanking on the names. And Colin was involved in that too, I think. Yeah. It it, there was a three, it was a three man operation for about a year. Uh, the original hosts left, Greg took over with Colin and that's where they started rolling into what would be the, you know the PlayStation podcast for a very very long yeah. time? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I think they kind of made it what it was, right? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That kind of got you into it. So um, when did you first? I didn't go back and look at this on your channel or anything else, but when did you first start? I started in two thousand and fifteen. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, and. It's kind of like a superhero's tale, if you if you want. You know this. I started content creating with a channel name. Please, bear with me here. It, I am embarrassed because it's so bad. Because I was always bad with names, but it's called Poly Games. Okay, hold hold laughter. And I tried that for about a year or two. Okay. Um, I first started because I was losing my grandpa. Bam, left turn, and um, I needed just an hour a day where I didn't have to think about reality Fair. or the situation at hand. My grandpa is like, he is like the father figure. My dad continues to work 14 hour days. He doesn't know how to stop. Um, so my grandpa and my brother were there for me as a kid and growing up. And so he had cancer, believe stomach cancer. Mm. And when we found out, they're like, he does not have a lot of time. The thing about my grandpa was he never wanted to be a burden on people. Mm-hmm. So he was in pain when he was eating. He just wasn't telling us. We thought he was getting skinnier because, you know, I I have no idea why we thought that. I was really dumb. We should have been like, Grandpa, why aren't you 
you should be eating more. And he'd be like, ah, whatever. But like my grandpa um, es- escaped fascism uh, in Spain in the 1940s. He traveled South, uh, South America with his friend. Um, we'll just call him Lewis. And like <clears throat> he, he became a merchant Marine to gain his citizenship. He goes, he, he actually sees like Japan destroyed and seeing it rebuilt um, he's, he, he goes to New York city one day, really just wanting a bite to eat of like Spain, Spanish food. And he goes to the restaurant and he finds his old friend, Luis, that he used to travel the world with. He's the owner of the restaurant. No he way. Sees, as, as that shit happens, I'm telling you, and this is the super spark notes version of it. At the corner of the lo- his eye, he sees a waitress. Her name's Mercedes. And she has two kids. The father walked out on him. And he's just like, you know, as Luis is saying, yo, you have anything you want, dude, whatever you want. He's just like, I just need that woman to be my waitress. And he's like, okay, but like, it's the forties and she had two kids. So you know what that means? It's scarlet letter on her. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care. Most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my whole entire life. <laughs> takes her in, takes those kids in, gives them his last name. It's like, he has like the coming to America story. And so losing him, losing that, Losing the person that was like my North Star fucking brutalized me. So I needed to I needed to get out of that headspace. So I made things about video games because I love them. And I had no idea, still don't, of what I was doing. But I started off, you know, I didn't know how to do capture recording. So I have this Elgato station here. I just hit record and just start talking. Like, it's bad. It's... <laughs> it's I've been there, man. Don't worry about it. I've been there. <laughs> it's been real there. bad. I had the razor cracking mic. It was awful. Dude, I and, filmed my first. This yeah. is not a joke. And the, the video is still on our channel. I filmed my first unboxing video with the Kinect from my Xbox One on the the coffee table in front of my TV on my knees. Oof. Oof. <laughs> and you're like, and, and I bet like when you when you're doing first doing, you're like I'm onto something with this. Oh, uh, yeah. This isn't bad. You know, this, <laughs> this is, is pretty good. This. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, it it was that when when I lost him and I didn't do content creation. And the, the shitty thing about losing a, a grandparent or the shittier thing was having to then go to Spain because we had these tickets booked for like uh, end of September early October, like my, my birthday fell around that time. So like I had a month to mourn him. And then I, I was literally in the house he was growing up in, in the town he grew up in shortly afterwards. So you're like having all these existential questions and thoughts rolling around your head. Not great. And I just remember just not, you know, coming back going, I, I, I need to do this and I really like doing this and I need to get better at it. Um, so like poly games in the beginning was just all things games. Yeah. Um, I think two years after that, I started bad bit games and the whole goal of it was, um, the one thing I've always been told was if you're going to go out there into the big brave world in college, make sure you have something on your portfolio that shows that, you know, what you're doing. That's, that's outside show that you have a passion show, you know, how to do how that, how that you know, enters into your portfolio. So it's like, okay, I want to do PR because I really like games. I want to do something in this space. I'm not good at math. I think PR is going to be good for me. And, um, and my goal in the beginning was just like, just get 
a thousand subs. If I get a thousand subs, which is a huge task, that'll show people that I've, I know what I'm doing. I know how to get here. I know what I, I have an idea. And I, I remember once I, once I hit that, I felt like the burden was kind of off my shoulders, but the way I came up as well was, you know, I, it wasn't through any of these communities so much as just me doing it alone for a really long, long time and stumbling into various communities. Mm. Um, so like I met my friend, uh, Sean, I met my buddy, Bobby, um, you know, I would go on through like kind of funny boards and meet up with Kyle who would become my co-host. And, uh, it's really stumbling through my way where I started meeting awesome people like yourself. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's been a weird, it, it's been a weird journey, but that's really how it started. It was really through loss and needing to get out of that negative headspace. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting, man. I thank you for sharing that. Cause that's not easy. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm, I, we're, we're all human, right? We all deal with similar things of that nature, but I think what, what really impressed me most about that story you just told was really when you think about <clears throat> what some of the guys, well, not just guys, right? Guys and women, uh, just our previous generations dealt with uh, in their lives that um, today would be considered very extraordinary. Whereas, uh, you know, I've heard so many stories um, and, you know, my, my even my dad, because I'm I'm older. My dad was old when he had me. So my dad's in his 80s. Um, so, I mean, just the, some of the stories that, and my nan lived through world war two, you know, in England and you, you hear the things that guys like that and women like that went through. Um, and they're still at that age, you know, just positive people and a positive mm -hmm. outlook. And, you know, then, you know, I see people, it always gets to me. And I think that's what keeps me so balanced. People always ask, you know, you know, I'm never too high, never too low. And it's just like, yeah. You know, whenever you think you're having a bad day, you're not. You're just not. There, yeah. There's so many worse things that could be going on. You know, if a bad day for you is you woke up late and got yelled at at work and, you know, stubbed your toe or something, that's not a bad day. You, yeah. You're fine. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that's that. That's the same mentality I've, you know, through this, uh, the, the Rona situation is like, I have a roof over my head. I'm good. I have people that love me. That's yeah. important. I'm good. Yeah. I've got food, roof, people I love. I'm playing video games. You know, everything else is, is cherries. Exactly. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. So, but no, that, that's, uh, that's, that is, uh, you know, equal parts, uh, touching, but equal parts, uh, cool. Um, and, yeah. and how you got into that. So really neat, man. So, you know, with the PlayStation focus, one of the things I've talked to, uh, not just in the prior episodes of this about, um, but um, <clears throat> in general, I know you hear me preach about this and you and I have talked about this, but, um, you know, being a singular platform um, focus, yeah. I, I can imagine it's hard because it's hard when you're covering all platforms, um, but especially when you're covering a singular platform to, as you said, not let your focus go on to putting down the other platforms um, because mm -hmm. we see it a lot uh, and I talk about it a lot and I feel that. Um, it's very easy to fall into that kind of mindset. And I yeah. think what I really enjoy, like I've said many times now, about your content for PlayStation is it's PlayStation focused, um, but that's it. It's PlayStation focused, positive. Uh, there's no need to look down negatively at what else is going on on other platforms or other parts of the industry because there's so many good things to talk about with PlayStation. Yeah. So 
what you know just open thoughts on that topic what do you feel about the community around that kind of you know ridiculousness and um you know have you struggled at times with the the age-old questions a lot of us content creators do which is you know do you ever struggle with well if i would just kind of target this content here yeah. I know it could get three times the hits, but oh, I would yeah. be doing a disservice to myself and the channel yes. in the long run by doing yes. it. You know what I mean? I know if I put caps lock on a certain word, <laughs> it's gonna hit. Exactly. I yeah. get it. And like I and I did that as well, like I think last on last week's episode, just to, just for me to have a little internal laugh. But like for for me, so I came out of crossroads because I was very much like daily content, making news about everything. First thought that enters my mind type of content, just like any other content creator that does that does like a young, yeah, whatever. And they do a great job at that. Um, you know, not, not to dismiss his work. That said, I remember, uh, God, who's the guy that ripped off stuff from IGN? Oh, I know who you mean. The review. Yeah. I think his name was Marcus. No, Philip, Phil, Phil, Philip. I, I think that's right. Yeah, I know Philip who you're talking Neeson. about. Yeah. I made a video on him, okay. and it literally took 10 minutes tops. Okay. And I remember being really angry because I was really angry. This guy cheated his way up here. How how dare he, sir? <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring him down a peg. And I remember doing that video. I felt really good about it in the beginning. I was like, got this off my chest. I said some really funny jokes. When Joseph's angry, Joseph's probably the most hilarious. And um, I remember that and I'm in like, the future. so like you know for for me i felt great i made the great points it's not like i was in the wrong this guy's obviously a d-bag yeah and i got a call (laughs) that night and like the 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 video did about 10k so like awesome right i got a call that night for my friend bobby um and this is why this guy means literally everything to me uh we have the gaming with guru gofundme he's in the hospital with covid uh so yeah, we gotta help him out any way we can. I'll put but it he, in the. Uh, I'll put it. Give me the info. I'll put it in the notes. Thank you, thank you. So he calls me up that night. That night, and he's like, "John, I want to talk to you about this video. It's bad." I'm like, what do you mean it's bad? I got like all these clicks. It's like, dude, I actually kind of think this is the direction. I'm. I, I think I should take this channel because I'm getting all sorts of attention. He's like, "But like, is that the attention you want? Like, is this who you really are? Is this who you want to be?" And I'm like. Uh, I, I mean, I'm funny. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, but like, is this the people? He's like, think about the people you're bringing in. They're gonna expect this from you mm-hmm. every video, yep. every time you make content. They're expecting you to be this vitriol because they're miserable people, miserable people that just want to feel something that's not miserable. They want to spread that miserableness. And I remember getting off the phone with them, going. He's just fucking jealous because I got 10K. And he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but then I sat back and I really thought about it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this isn't the person I am. This is not the person I want to be. I got I, I got to really, I got to stop doing what I'm doing. I really think about what I want to continue doing. And it rolled around to Fallout 76. And like there was YouTubers. I remember making... 10 videos in the span of five days of how broken garbage this game is. We got to the point where we're bitching about a nylon bag. It's just. Yeah. Which I own, by the way. How is it? (laughs) It's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Here's here's the thing. I was like, I made a video on that too. I remember playing it for like three hours. Pops. 
I right. was going to make a video, and I, and I did it, and I couldn't hit send. I couldn't hit send because I'm like, this video, shit. Not because it won't do well, yeah. but because I don't believe a word I'm actually saying. I'm feeding into the bullshit train. Yep. And that's when I, I had the trophy room, I believe. That's when that started. If it's not 2017, I'm a liar. I think so. And so, or at least the proto version of, of the trophy room. And I was having so much fun talking to my friend Kyle, who at this point I'm getting to know Kyle. Like Kyle comes aboard this podcast <clears throat> in November because my old co-host bows out and I'm looking for like a, a, a replacement. And he, he hits me up going, Hey, I'd love to be a guest one time. And I have such a great time with him. I invite him on in December because he goes to PSX and I want to know all about that. Right. And I was like, this kid, this kid's got something. <laughs> and so I remember just talking to him for the first year and we're truly getting to know each other and having a fun with, e with each other. And, and I was like, this is the content I like doing. I like having these conversations. Yeah. This is way better than throwing gasoline onto a fire. Yeah. And that's when I stopped doing YouTube videos. Cause I'm like, this is shit. This isn't, you look at every YouTube video. It's almost going to be the same. And <laughs> I've had like, that conversation. Yeah. It's like everyone takes it, the same topic and makes the same points. Yep. And and don't deviate from said point. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, the every video is the same. Everybody's saying the same thing, but different verbiage. It's it's like it's almost like it, it's yeah, it, it really is. It's just you're copying. You know, like if this was a college paper, I'd be thrown out. <laughs> and I I I it's really the reason why I love podcasts because though we're gonna talk about Anthem this week, we're gonna have a different talk than any other podcast about mm. it because Kyle is just such, he has a lot of love in that, that card of his. And I am just cynical as always and <laughs> <laughs> or wanting, or wanting to, to break that man's heart and soul every episode I can. It's so like, we're going to have a fun time talking about it. It's going to be different. I hope. And just seeing, yeah, like if I'm Xbox, What's the latest thing that happened? Uh, Senua came out. It's a picture. What does this mean? It, will Hellblade come out this year, 2021? Exclamation point, question mark. Confused? <laughs> like, that's what it's been. You're and I'm right. like, is this? Is oh, this? God. You know, the most Ooh. recent one, which you could predict to a T, was the Bethesda acquisition. Yeah. I mean, just the, the wealth of videos that were saying the same thing. And if they were Xbox focus the word exclusive was all over it um <laughs> yes. you know every single title was mm -hmm. xbox yes. or but xbox buys but that's our exclusive you know like and it just got exhausting and and the sad you know speaking from a point of um the business you know itself yeah um yeah. It, it always shocks me how many of these guys who have either good or big audiences um mm -hmm. who don't know anything about the business I mean, they just don't. I can tell you, as a matter of fact, these guys don't work in it. They've yeah. never had a job in a in an industry like it, yeah. um, and they don't know how the leaders of these businesses think um, or why they make decisions. And it's yeah. just it's apparent to anyone who kind of does that kind of work. It's 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 as bright as day. I mean, you can yeah. just hear it, and yet they you, just you'll, get. You'll, 
you'll you know? say like this is Microsoft's business statement. They'll be like, "What's that?" or, or mission statement. They'll be like, "Huh? Yeah, like make games." It's like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's not their mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like they they. <clears throat> you're right. And look, I'm very much outside looking in as well. But I try to have that. I'm from the outside looking in as well. And so, like, I'm not here to say I got the inside scoop. I got yes. the inside source. That's the, I got that's the sauce. Yeah. yeah, it's very much like, okay, so here's what I would think is happening, but I know as much as you, and I feel like that lends us, us to have a more inclusive talk with our fans because then, you know, or our audience, because, like, then we're kind of talking together like we're friends at a water cooler moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're so right. Like, a lot of these people, and really what, what really hangs on with YouTube is 90... You know, just like love, 90% of it's charisma. You know what I mean? That's what I've been told. And, you know, 90% of it is is coming out with the confidence, like you know what you're talking about, and having the charisma to sell that you know what you're talking yeah. about. It's a, it's a matter of factness um, mm -hmm. that is both sells on YouTube uh, or content in general, not just YouTube, um, but that I, I find so... I don't know what word I'm looking for. Distasteful. You know what I mean? It's like, why, why are you talking as if you know when <laughs> you work a job for, and I'm not putting anyone down, but an hourly wage job over here. And just yeah. like everyone else that's talking about this, it's yeah. not involved in the actual process. Yeah. You know what I mean? And those people act like they're the authority of the thing. Correct. And so then people are mis misled because when people are reading on Twitter, you're getting a whole lot of different, like you don't, when you're reading, you don't get the emotion or what they're, how they're, how they're emoting it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of people, you can read something in an accusatory tone or in a sarcastic tone. It's what they're putting in, in front of it before they're reading it. And so you got a lot of people that like are joking with each other with the console war nonsense. Like they really don't care. And they're just bullshitting each other. And you have hundreds of people that have no idea yes. and are just going in on it and say, like, guys, you, they're joking around. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? I, and, I like the way you said it too, is uh, if, if everyone treated it as instead of acting like the authority, treating it as you're a fan of this industry and wanting to have a conversation about it, yep. recognizing that, Hey, it's okay to be wrong. You're not working at this company. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're just, you're speculating like everyone else. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a lot more enjoyable. We'd get a lot more enjoyable points of view and discussions than yeah. we get today. Because honestly, you take a look at that Bethesda deal. Yeah. What's what's a what's a cooler thing for us? Maybe it's just us. What's a what's a what's a cooler take? Hey, I got I know what's gonna happen, right, with this, or hey, if I'm Xbox, what should I do? Yeah. Yeah. About what what would I do if I kind of was in the reins um for fun? You know, you're thinking about it from a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 really questioning even the things. I tell this I tell this to everybody. When it comes to video games or really any industry, just in life in general, if you're expecting the outcome 100% of what you're thinking, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's really always going to be that compromise in the middle. It's always yeah. that gray, gray area. And so, like, for me, I'm just like, I'm always even questioning the things that I am thinking or what, what I want. Because, like, if I'm an Xbox guy, I'm like, yes, I want every game to be exclusive. But does that make sense? So why would it or why wouldn't it? Let's think yeah. about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and instead you get these 
here's why it's going to happen. Here's what place. Exactly right. Hey, yeah, people talking about, you know, they're the authority on what uh, Microsoft spent seven and a half billion dollars on. It's like, yeah. you know, I could go on and on about this. We won't stay on it. But yeah, I mean, the, the point's made, yeah. right? The point's yeah. made. And I think the one thing that we have to do of a better job of is really who are we actually listening to? Like, who are we actually getting our knowledge yeah. from? Yeah. Because I, I, I get this all the time where people are like, Joe, you're like one in a million, man. You're a PlayStation guy who sounds like one of you play a Halo. You know what a battle rifle is? You're like, yes, yes, and yes. Um, because like, yeah, there's a lot of like Sony ponies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the whole team thing. Like yeah. to, to like one thing, you have to hate another thing. And that's, that's never been the case. And I, I think I said this, I think, talking to Cog, but I think it extends further than obviously gaming, right? It, it happens kind of everywhere now. It's like, well, if you like this and you can't like this, it's like, why not? Tribalism is at a, at an all-time high. Yeah, and it's exhausting uh, and it dangerous, really uh, yeah. and, and as we've seen, yeah. um, you know, which we won't get into either, but it's, uh, it is exhausting, and I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think um, it doesn't help. I think I think the point you were making, please correct me if you weren't, but is that, you know, there's a big percentage of the community that looks to the um, kind of, uh, I don't want to say leaders because that's a bad word for it, but the people who uh, have really popular content for specific topics and, uh, you know, clouds. Yeah, there you go. And they look at them as authority figures when what they need to realize is they are not. They're absolutely not. Yeah, like I, I, I remember first off, like, and, and a lot of those who you think who are the most venomous are all blacklisted. Like they have no industry ties whatsoever. Correct. I remember, I remember one person saying that he got you know X game for free, trying like to brag about it, and me knowing that like the night before someone told me he's like, no, we have that man blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> like no, 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 that's not no, 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 we yeah. don't work with them. You know, that's- it's. You, you have to be you have to look at everything with a little layer of skepticism and and especially on social media um when it comes to who you're following and when you get the answer to that question to that layer then you know if you're following someone good or you're following you know a yeah. trash person that's true that's true yeah. look at the track record yeah it really is yeah so one thing i want to talk to you about the love for Bloodborne, man. <laughs> I figure that uh, you're probably the, uh, at least in, for the foreseeable future, yeah. the person I'm going to have on that uh, appreciates that game. Um, you know, I adore that game. And I adore, so I really kind of adore the Soulsborne games. I know that's the phrase that's kind of used. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's been speculation out there. And I've actually been sent for season gaming some of the kind of behind the scenes talk of are we going to get that PC version that includes the remaster mm-hmm. for PS5, etc., which obviously I'm hoping for. Um, but I, I know you love that. I know if I remember correctly, uh, it is your favorite game, one of them all time, right? Yes, yes. Okay. First off, it's been, I hate to correct you here, 42,789 hours since we've gotten. 
Bloodborne <laughs> in 2015. Or 16, Wait, so. Do you have an active tracker? <laughs> so I kind of do. I have a window that says days since. I literally, if I write days since in Google search, it'll be like March 24th, 2016. <laughs> it'll just autocomplete. But uh, no, it's funny because Greg Miller did a, did a, 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 a podcast just on Bloodborne because he finally beat it. And so I was just like, me not on this podcast uh-uh i call folly this one doesn't count <laughs> um yeah man what do you want what do you want to know no man know i just thought it'd be fun to kind of jump you know just to <laughs> talk about it so i mean do you yeah. first of all say um the love of it so did it start yeah. with bloodborne or were you into the souls game previously so here's the thing right i'm on a playstation 4 now yep. i'm like playstation 4 rocks yep. boo xbox boo <laughs> i'm playing these games and they're not hitting that well but i can't say that because boo xbox <laughs> so i played i remember leading up they were really hyping the order 1886 yeah yeah and not so much bloodborne in the beginning yeah that's true and i remember that game falling flat and then all of a sudden ign has this month-long a uh, bloodborne thing yeah, I was never into that series. Like okay. Dark Souls, never been. There was something about that trailer that I was, I was hooked, and I'm really thinking it's the Victorian setting. And I remember leading up to that launch, just getting more hype for this game that I truly don't have an idea how it's going to play. And I remember first, you know, getting into my my PlayStation Four, have the steel book there. I'm sorry, right over there. Yeah, mine's on the wall. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> love it and uh <laughs> and so like the first three hours i was like i hate this game this game sucks i'm dying <laughs> as I most can't... people do with with those games yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i just kind of surrendered my will to it i was yeah. like just i'm not i didn't just waste 70 bucks on this i'm gonna beat this thing and it was beating the first boss and i was like oh Oh, I feel like I really achieved something. Like games have not given this. It usually just served me something. Yep. And they're not really you're giving me a little challenge and a lot. This one's giving me some challenge. This one's really testing what I've actually learned from this this level from from, from these characters that I've that I've beaten. I remember fighting Father Gascoin and beating him, and I was just like, oh my God, I did it. Yeah. After all the aggravations, that relief. Yep. That, the dopamine release. <laughs> I, I I just did this that I didn't think was possible, and then reading how oh there's like a little secret uh, of like you play this little song yep. for him, the, the music, the music box. box, and it stuns him for a couple of seconds, and you just wail on him. Hopefully by the time he's out of the stun, you've 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 killed him. And I was like, oh my god, there's a lot of lore here as well because there's a reason behind that music box, and just going deeper and deeper as. As the bosses go, I'm just like, this game, I've never known I needed a game like this. <laughs> it's never been in, in my alley, and now all of a sudden it is. And even more so, and it was really the the fight with Rom, the vacuous spider. Yeah, that yeah. son of a gun. Where the game flips, and it's like, it's this is not actually a story about werewolves. This is Cthulhu. Where I was just like, well, what are you telling me? And like seeing the world then through the same world, but like through this different perspective, it blew my mind open. <laughs> I was like, this video game is deep. You just needed like, those eyes to be able to see. Exactly, right? <laughs> Grandma's eyes, my dude. And I was immediately in love with this game. Like I remember going to The Witcher 3 
afterwards because that one came out in May. After a month of playing uh, Bloodborne, I was like, oh, this game plays like shit. This is definitely like, <laughs> this, I hate this game. This game sucks. Bloodborne's the way to go. I remember, I remember thinking that game that that Bloodborne was obviously robbed by The Witcher Three by 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 Fallout because there's oh, no uh- way. I'm curious where you're going here because you know Witcher Three is like my favorite game of all time. So. But no, 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 I, I'm not here to throw salt. I'm not here to throw salt. What I, but like it, it, it was just that. That was like I've never had a game that I've been totally in just enveloped in. Yeah. And that yeah. was that was Bloodborne for me. And really, now after after I've played Bloodborne, I'm willing to try any game you toss at me that's not a puzzle game because I okay. suck at puzzles. <laughs> so like. That is why Bloodborne is so, so great to me. It's just like, I never knew I wanted a game like this, mm. but now I know I need this game. That's awesome. And so like, uh, you know, I, I, I always say to people like my top five games, it's always hard for num- what number one is. Yeah. Because I truly do think in the heart of hearts, it is Bloodborne. Well, uh, then I take a look at God of War and I'm like, mm. this game's a masterpiece. It's a great this game. is something. Yeah. yeah. Like this is, this is something something else um so like that is the game that opened my eyes to thing and also shout out to witcher 3 because i did play it two years afterwards okay i was like okay so the combat isn't that bad no it's not. this world is amazing though yes, like the world is just stunning and stupidly gorgeous so yeah no that's that's my <laughs> fascination with bloodborne and it really became a thing on the trophy room because I not just because I mention it so much, because every time there's a review on something, everybody says it's a Soulsborne element, or you know, <laughs> to, to describe it. So that's why I have the counter for Bloodborne. I gotcha. You so know, did you then go back guy. and experience uh the Souls games? Excellent. Uh excellent question. Yes. Okay. I I did a little bit of two, wasn't a fan of it. Beat three, yeah, right. A lot of people are like, "Ooh, you do that." Yeah, yeah. Three's Beat, the three's the legend in my mind. Yeah, that trophy is glitched on me because I didn't. It says I didn't beat the final boss. I know I beat the final boss. Oh man, that sucks. Right? Liars. <laughs> anyway, um, played it. I loved it. Uh, and then yeah, like ga- games like it, I just gravitate gravitate towards. And maybe this is where I break off from popular belief and people start throwing stones at me. But when I can't beat a certain game, like I can't beat Neo. Okay. Neo's I'm not going to shit all over. Yeah. yeah. Neo does not give a shit about your feelings whatsoever. <laughs> no. And like, I'll be like, okay, so I can't beat it. <laughs> like, and I walk away from it. I'm not, yeah. I know what those games are. I know what they are trying to be. And sometimes I just don't have it in me to, to yeah. beat them. And There's 9 billion other games to play. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And if you're <laughs> like, well, I always wanted to get into this series. I'm like, yeah. well, I've always wanted to get into I don't know, what was, name name a franchise. And I like I've always wanted to get into Star Trek. And I can't with all the sci-fi, you know, numbers and philosophical questions. So but I'm not asking for it to 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 become an action, you know. Yeah. People series. wanted to change to what they like. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So um, it's funny though, but um yeah, yeah I, I I adore I I love those games uh, and I'm still playing through Demon Souls on the PS5 as well the remake but um, Dark Souls three and Bloodborne I think those those are the two in my opinion yeah. that stand well above the other ones I've played yeah. one uh, played one through I've played two about halfway through I've I've watched playthroughs of all of them played Demon Souls I beat Sekiro and reviewed it Sekiro didn't land for me the same way 
You okay? The great example. This should have been the the main example. I can't get into Sekiro. I got to like the second or third boss. I was like, I think it was Butterfly Lady, and I was like, this is too hard for me. And (laughs) I still want like I have the itch to go back. Yeah, but I have a digital PS5 now, so I gotta really wait for a sale. But like, I have the itch to go back every once in a while. But I'm not. I'm not demanding that game be anything less than what it is. Yeah. And I get when people are like, oh, but like, you know, games like Star Wars Fallen Order does that, you know, you know, gives you the difficulty settings. I'm like, it does for sure, yeah. but it's not in the same way. No, it's not. It's not done it's the not same way. One, one, one to one. Yeah, it's you not. Know? It's absolutely yeah. not. And, and, Sekiro, and if you like, want to get into a series like that, there's options. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sekiro, in my mind, is, is, is an example of, um, and I, I, like I said, I fully beat it, reviewed yeah. it. Um, and it's, it's expertly designed as Miyazaki's games are. Um, but it just didn't land it. You know, that sense of Bloodborne and and like souls when you're in that world, it's very hard to explain. It gives you this kind of strange sense that you're, you're in something that's bigger and mysterious and you're kind of finding your way. It's really hard to describe. Um, that when you're in that world, you you have a sense that there is something bigger than you exactly at play here. You yes. don't exactly know what it is, and it's not until the it feels like very end where you're like, oh, I was a pawn. And yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Did it it kind of unveils itself over yeah. time. Uh, Sekiro didn't do that for me. It was just really? kind of like it was like the it was more just an action game with some mythology thrown in for me. Um, I was gonna say, is it because that was the one game where it was weird because they're like, "There's this disease that's killing people every time you die," and I'm like, yeah. "Well, am I being punished because that's happening?" And it's not really <laughs> explained well because it's a Miyazaki game, and I'm like, "Well, this is the point where you really need to explain if this is bad and I'm dying so much because I'm killing <laughs> other people here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, th- and there's some crazy stuff in it, which is really cool, but yeah, it just yeah. didn't land the same way. But that's neither here nor there. I mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I touch on Bloodborne speaking to you. Um, you. Do you honestly think, yes or no? Okay. You honestly think we'll see it too? Well, you know, Sony bought 1% of a company. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, speaking uh, uh, as I know. You know. Uh, see, uh, I got the inside scoop of, of this company. I can't pronounce it. I won't try because I'm going to butcher it. Um, Kodakawa. Got it. Um, yeah, so they bought like a 1% stake in Kodakawa. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, this means that. Bloodborne, Bloodborne Two is coming, and it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that. Yeah, the worst, the worst take I saw was, "Oh, Sony's acquiring from," and I'm like, "Oh God, guys, please stop it!" Uh, <laughs> it's one point seven percent stake. Who gave you Adobe Premiere? Take it away from. Uh, <laughs> so, so the reason, like, like a lot of people point to that is like, oh, that means you get this handshake deal. They're going to get to use from. That's not the case. It's really just for the, the anime that, that the, the, the company produces. But the reason why I think we're going to get a bloodborne too is because there is more than this cult following. Yes. It's, it's kind of like, I know we're getting it because we got the demon souls remake. Um, that that's a, that's a sign like demon souls was never a game that was sought after that's true right like, not they weren't going crazy for that 
mm-hmm. to come back and yet it did in, in fine form. Yeah. And so like there, there was like this, this cult following for it. Cause it's the thing that started it all. Sure. Sony knows, I think that they got, they, they have this formula. They have this audience that likes these type of games. That's why you see something like a Bloodborne or, or, or things like Neo in their lineup, right? Yeah. Um, things like Demon Souls in their lineup. They, they know that there's something there. So I think they, I think they want to do a Bloodborne too as well. I know From wants to because they always talk about how they want to and how they would love to go back to from, uh, from, to to Bloodborne. Um, so you have probably, and also when we take a look at like, you go into like their gear page, this is where I get more of the tinfoil hat on. <laughs> it's side by side with Last of Us. It's side by side with Uncharted. You don't see that a lot with Sony IP. It's usually the first year they'll like do a lot of merchandising things with it, but yeah. they usually just it, it ends like that. With Bloodborne, it has hung around there in the merchandising department a little bit. Like there's even like a ten thousand dollar watch you're selling. Why are you making a ten thousand dollar watch? What do you? What do you? Who do you think you are? You know. <laughs> um, but like, so I think, I think if the merchandises, the merchandising sales are as good as I hope they are. Um, you have one side that wants to return to it and another side that knows that the fan base wants this because it's just at this point too, it's also in kind of PlayStation DNA. Like when you have, you know, places like beyond and places like uh, Greg Miller's kind of funny doing two back to pack podcasts within the same, uh, you know, we kind of just making coverage on this game. Yeah. You feel that it has to have some type of, um, culture within it within within the brand so i think it's coming i would hope it is i know also the thing that probably i should have led with was a few years back they said that they had five games that they were working on um one of it is from a series that you're familiar on one of it's a playstation vr game one is an unannounced playstation exclusive i think the other one was like an armor core or something so Mm -hmm. it's just like unannounced playstation exclusive there has to be breadcrumbs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, and it's not be something. And it's not Elden Ring because that's yeah. Xbox has the marketing right. So we know that's cross platform. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I think we'll be. Which we, I don't even know if that game's coming out. Let's be real. It's uh, so <laughs> from what I was told, and again, yeah. this is just, this could be bullshit, but right. you know, I, people send me stuff, you know, from various sure. sources. Um, it was. This is your insight scoop. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, you know. <laughs> I know from what yeah, I know. Full hat, full <laughs> hat, yeah. um, it was supposed to release originally in fall. Yeah. Um, obviously, pandemic. They had nine months planned for polishing QA. That is ongoing. And we're supposed to see the game in spring with a release this fall. So that's what I'm hoping for. Well, Birdie said the same thing in my ear. Wouldn't you okay. know that like right now? Yeah. If... If everything is going as according to plan, of the one thing that's throwing a wrench in everything is the Rona. Um, and so, like, right now, it's Elden Ring, if I had to guess, is in the polishing stage. Yeah. Um, Bandai Namco, I really do, I really think they're crazy enough that they go, okay, this holiday, pretty sparse. We can throw this in here. And I really do think they think that this can sell really well on the holiday. I kind of think it can, too. 
um, because they're seeing the success of not just from games, but like Sekiro is probably their big one that they're like, okay, yeah. if Activision had had enough faith to, to to throw money at it, we can too. So I, I I really think once Elden Ring is done, we're gonna see a, a Bloodborne too. It just it just makes sense to me in my heart of hearts. Yeah. If you follow that crazy town connector <laughs> yarn from earlier, it's happening. Yeah. No, I think yeah. so. I think so too. Uh, I would love to see both. I would love to see the game, um, you know, even if it's not as extensive as Demon's Souls because it doesn't need it, right? But just an yeah. update, give me just, you know, higher resolution and give me 60 frames native, you know. Um, because I know there's the modder out there who's been working on that 60 frame update, but he just released it on yeah. uh, on Patreon. It's just like here it is, and that's one of the other things as well. I do think Sony is going to remaster this game. Um, they're going to give it the whole 4K 60, and you're going to pay for it because we know you are. <laughs> Sadly, I will on that one. On, yeah, on they're that like you know you are. You know, <laughs> what? What's, what's that, Sony? Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Like yes. Yes. That's I mean. definitely in their mo. Um. So let let's jump back over to kind of content. Um, okay. One of the things that uh, Asa brought up a couple weeks ago, talking to him from Game on Daily. I love um, we got into the conversation around um, the difference in the Xbox and PlayStation audiences and the social media space that we <laughs> are part of, right? So yeah. whether you want to call that the West, North America, whatever it may be. Now, it, it goes without saying, right, that PlayStation's audience globally is far bigger than Xboxes. They're in more countries, yeah. you know, they sell more units, etc. Um, but what Asa mentioned, he's found with Game On, and I found the same is mm-hmm. that uh, for whatever reason, um, it seems that you get more traction with the Xbox audience um, here and on Twitter. Now, speaking to you as a PlayStation content creator, I wanted to ask if you, you know, from your experience now, especially as yeah. you said, you've been doing it for years now, do you have any issues with getting traction in a PlayStation core audience? That's not mm-hmm. part of the nonsense we talked earlier, right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, do you have, have you seen anything where the audience is based uh, in other locations outside of North America primarily? I mean, how do you contend with that? So I think the one thing that the Xbox community, I think, has um, that's different from PlayStation is that y'all been beaten down. You know, I'm using the royal y'all. Who's y'all? Not me. Like, like when it comes to the Xbox community... They've been, it's kind of like this this brothers in arms mentality, of like we've been through we've been through a lot with this yeah. with this system. We put our faith in Phil Spencer. Yeah. He's literally on the crucifix at this point of Xbox. You know, it's it is, and they're starting to get rewarded for that. Yeah, and there's a mentality of this. It's it's kind of an aversion to this us or them, but it's hey, we're in this together type of thing. Yeah, it's a brotherhood. Yeah. And so I understand that traction because you know, you you get you get this audience that hey, we're we're in this together. Oh, there's a there's a fellow there's a there's a fellow Xbox person over there. Let's go support him. Yeah. So there is this strength in having, let's be honest at the grand scheme of things, the smallest fandom of of the of the three right you got nintendo which is this huge 
thing. We got PlayStation, which is a big thing, and Xbox that is still somewhat young, uh, but it's showing its age. It can drink, it can drive now. Well, not at the same time. <laughs> right, it can vote. Uh, you know, like it's, it is, it's that community's in in ties with each other very well. I found with PlayStation, I think that happened at around the time of Beyond, the time of the PS3 era, yeah. where that y'all been beaten, we've been <laughs> bruised. Uh, you know, we we we've been through a lot. We've yeah, been through PS, the blackout. Early PS3 was probably the roughest time for PlayStation. Yeah. And so if I'm IGN, I really feel like I lucked out because I think a lot of that PlayStation community hangs around the IGN, the kind of funny, and the Colin Last Stand folks. Um, because that that is the holy trinity. <laughs> Getting all religious all of a sudden of PlayStation. It, it's in it's it's tied with those those three. So as a PlayStation creator of whom I've been really solely for about, if I'm being real to myself, two years, um, but rebranded into just the trophy room at, at large. Yeah. Um, I don't have trouble finding folks who want to listen again. Like it, it, the, the growth has been crazy. So crazy that like in February, when I just peered at, at Podbean for just a second, it was like in five days we did what we did last year in a month. It's like that's that's nuts. And so my difficulty really is is finding PlayStation creators that are level headed. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to find that because a lot of people are I think at this point where why do it because Mystic Ryan does it? <laughs> why do it because IGN or or Greg Miller, or whoever does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have these few small-ish creators, uh, probably bigger than me, theoretically, um, who are just really toxic, who you don't want to deal with. Yeah. They're just overly toxic. So my problem really is finding the creators I actually want to work with, um, which I think has led into the strength of the trophy room because I find myself bringing on more Xbox folks. Mm than PlayStation folks. And when we could break down how, how, how are you thinking about this thing? This is how I'm thinking about this thing. And, you know, having a, a, a consensus in the middle about it. Um, I feel like that's what my audience wants. And that's, that's, that's what I like the most about it. That's very cool. Yeah. I think that's probably a good perspective too. Um, you're right. Because, you know, I, I found myself, um, as a big part of the Xbox community, because I kind of, when I, I told the story last time, but real quickly kind of got known on social media and got some attention to season gaming from writing some pretty deep articles about Xbox and their future. And it was right around the time when Spencer had taken over yeah. and started talking about what should be the direction for Xbox. And I love technology. That's my career, right? I'm in that stuff. And so when he, I heard him start talking about that, it it resonated with me and i was like this dude knows what he's talking about um yeah. and you know moving forward so that that i get your sense of the camaraderie there with the xbox guys um and I, it is weird because you know i'm a big playstation fan as well and i talk to plenty of people um about playstation all the time but it does seem just more disjointed if you will yeah um yeah. kind of here and there like you said you have these really big places like beyond are kind of funny um, but then you've got this smattering and there is a lot of toxicity 
Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's gotta be kind of a struggle, yeah. but I it is it. a struggle. And I feel like, um, like, like we, we talk about it a lot of, you know, like I like Phil Spencer a lot as much as, as, as I may have like deviated from that. Like I, I like when he said uh, like, Oh yeah, I own a PS4. I love it. And they're just like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You want a competitor's hey, console? I'm like, hey, you're not yes. supposed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like going, he's talking like a developer and slash businessman. He's not just, he's not the Jim Ryan. That's going to be fake to you. Yeah. He's, he, he's actually likes this thing to me. He is more of, um, he's a bit more of a jobs right type of character than anything. He has this grandiose vision and he's letting the Wozniaks kind of deal with that vision. You know, yeah. um, there's a passion there that yes. some there's people that treat it purely like a business yeah. because that's their job. Whereas he treats it like a business, but he has a passion for that business. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it we gotta, I think when, when we're talking of creators, like I think the one thing is, on the surface, you know, I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm wearing a shirt. I got the sacred symbols there. I got photos up there telling you that I like this stuff and Stanley. And <laughs> I'm also at the same breath saying, I love Halo. I love Game Pass. Phil Spencer's a great dude. We should respect each other. Um, that's a hard line to walk. And I think also in this era of um, tribalism, it's really hard. I think the most difficult thing is, is, we can have our own little tribe that respects each other um, and tries to respect others. You know, we do what we can. And I think hopefully the one other thing that I think people get from us is we're real. This is me when I'm off the mic, off the webcam, whatever. This is me. This is what, you know, um, it's how it should be. I shouldn't have this caricature. The only difference is I'm caffeinated right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious. And I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, like that's what it really should be. And building an inclusive community that like my, my whole thing is, is, is I don't care really politically where you line on. We have to respect each other. Um, but my only outs are like, if you, you know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of gay friends. I got a lot of, uh, you know, trans friends. I've, got a lot of people of color friends right like um in jersey it is just this melting pot sure and so it's easy it's it's easy for me to to say and do those things and connect with those people because it's it's not foreign to me and trying to bring people into to an inclusive space that is actually that i'm not i'm you know when when i say that we have like a creator on or, or a person of color on I'm I'm bringing him on, and I'm not like, and here is my black friend, or here is my. <laughs> it's it's bringing them on and not making a deal like it. This is just normal, and it happens. But like that's my literal only outs is like, if you're anti any of what I just said, being nice to people, treating them with basic respect, can't be here. Yeah, and that's it's really a, the hardest line to go. Yeah, it's a it's a it's that's the 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 one because honestly, God, it's hard because at any time I may say a joke. I automatically know I'm walking on this this wire, um, and I get people that try to call me out on it or try to question what I do, and I'm just like, no questions. <laughs> you know, this is this is what we believe in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. And um, I'm sorry. I, I I knew I had to take that left that left turn because that's really the 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 bread and butter. Is we understand like there was one person who we got very real during Black Lives Matter, and they're like. 
hey, I agree with you with all this stuff, but like, can you not? And I'm like, sometimes we just have to though. Hmm. Like sometimes, sometimes we just have to have that calling. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's really helped our community for doing that. You know, bringing bringing in people of all kinds and just knowing that everybody's welcome here makes makes my heart sing. Uh, I mean, yeah, that transcends gaming, of course. But yeah. I, I've often said um, gaming is one of the things. Now, my dad was a, a jazz musician mm-hmm. and used to play clubs. And, you know, if you've been around kind of professional musicians and jazz clubs and all that, there's never any type of conversation around race or where you come yeah. from. or It's all about how good you can play. That's it. Yeah. Um, and I always felt gaming was my little space growing up in the arcades and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you came from. It w- doesn't matter. Any of it matters, yeah. right? It was, all right, put your quarter up and play, and we'll see if you're worth <laughs> worth your salt, you know, standing here. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just, really what it should be at the end of the day, too. And that's, again, like, it's it's it, it kind of sometimes feels like this m- moral thing that you're trying to to balance, but it's really... It, like we're not here to make like you know political statements. We're just here to try to make sure that you feel good here. Yeah, you know, welcome here. That's like that's always my goal. I yeah. hope I, I hope I do it every week. I think you but, do. I think you do. You. And I think some of it even ties back to what we talked about previously, with just the matter of factness versus a conversation. Right? If you're open to having a conversation with someone. Even if you uh, disagree, one of the funny things that's going on, I don't know if you've seen this debate. I think, yeah, you commented on it, Mass Effect. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yes. so yes. Cog and I started this as a joke <laughs> where we got into a conversation in DMs, I think, between Mass Effect mm-hmm. 1 and 2. And then Dan chimed in, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you, you guys are both saying Mass Effect 2 is better? Yeah. And it, it, it's blossomed into this huge, huge thing. But <laughs> we've actually had some people respond, be like, you're an idiot if you think that. And me and Cog yeah. literally in DMs are just laughing. You know, it's just mm-hmm. we know this is just a fun conversation we're having. As long as yeah. you're not approaching a conversation like you're the authority and only your viewpoint is the real one, then yep. we're going to be just fine. Yeah. I remember doing that tweet. And uh, last night, and I'm just like, when Ains wakes up, I went to bed too. I woke, I woke up to like forty some notifications. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious! It's also yeah. it's obvious it's massive too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll settle this in court. Yeah. But Apparently honestly, like, honestly, that's the same way. Like with me and Luke, how we bicker at each other on yeah, social media, exactly. and how I call him an idiot, and he's like. <laughs> You're a dummy, and I'm like, I slept with your mother, whatever. Um, which is that's how it's now just evolved into. Yeah. But like, it's 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 funny when people are like, oh, do these guys really not like each other? Yeah, yeah. When people like, no, can't tell. No, no, it's not like we can't stand each other. It's like, <laughs> but like, and that's one like the 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 one last thing is I love having those old conversations. The one thing I never want people to think though is that like like with with the teasing. Yeah. Is I never want people to not think that like Kyle and I hate each other. I I always ma- I want to sell people on the fact that Kyle and I were best buds. He's my moral high ground. Every time I get too analytical, he brings me down to earth. Yeah. And so like the the one thing that I always try to sell with us is like we are best buds. We are trying to understand each other as well because we think differently. And that's what I hope people in our community feel as well is that genuine love and respect for each other no matter the background you know yeah it's awesome 
Yeah. It's awesome. So I what, uh, you know, that, that's a good segue then. So, you know, and I, I think we've kind of covered this to a degree, yeah. but if you, you know, if you were to kind of have a message out there and you already do, but I mean, if we, we were able to kind of flick our wrist or, or snap our fingers, right. And kind of change the way journalism, media, gaming, you know, how, how people, content creators, et cetera, cover stream games, et cetera. You know, what, what, what would you like to see more of? Um, it's, it's very obvious. We want to see less of everything we've talked about. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, is there anything that you think about when you've had a moment where you've had just some incredible conversation or incredible video or podcast or something that's really mm-hmm. stood out to you as, Hey man, I really wish, really wish, excuse me, that we would uh, see more of this type of content uh, on a daily, weekly basis. Hmm. That's, that's all. That's a, there's so many that come to mind. I'll, I'll give you, try to do three, yeah. three quick main <laughs> one. If I can just Thanos snap my fingers and we get rid of a term, it's game journalist. Okay. Um, I just immediately or games media, <laughs> because like I see this one, uh, this one girl, she's talking about um, Miranda's butt okay. and how like, yeah. We should maybe like in, in Bioware's decision of like maybe we take that camera angle and we move it to her face because she's talking, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> just maybe again, that's a suggestion. Maybe they make an original mode for Joe, but like <laughs> you know, like there, there, there was this. Then like this one person goes, well, you, you can't, you can't say that that's objectifying because some of your tweets are like, you know, the tall lady from. Resident Evil could step on me <laughs> yeah. type of things. And it devolves in this like very playground-esque like taunting when we yep. use the term. And I think a lot of people take games media or games news so serious. Yeah. It's not. This is e-news. You know, this is entertainment weekly. Mm-hmm. No one's living or dying here, right? Like this is it's you know, it's it's not for death. It's just video games. And so I understand that there are people that are trying to make this space a little bit better for them. Because, look, if you're a female in this industry, you get treated a lot differently than if you're a male. Yep. It's just obvious. Like, it doesn't take anybody, like anybody with glasses or eyes can see that. You don't need a prescription. Yeah. The only way you you're know? not seeing it is if you're choosing not to. Exactly. And so, you know, I think people, when they're like game media exposed, it's like, well, for like a subsidiary of some conglomerate that doesn't give a shit about you, just gives a shit about clicks. Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> like that's it's, stop it. And when people say that, it's like, who are you also? Are you the arbiter of what's like, right? I don't, yeah. I don't get what you're getting at here. Yeah. And the, and the people the, who usually call that stuff out, their content alone is, bullshit yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's like it's it's like let's stop using that demeanor and just understand as well like every youtuber that you see when they're saying like ign shit and GameSpot is shit they're all getting their information from ign GameSpot. like you know what i mean like (laughs) i i understand i i would like to say that i understand the struggle of like you know season gaming of like how do we get people that are that good writers here that are writing about games and and how are we trying to you know, get ourselves to be, you know, a different take than an IGN or a GameSpot and how we get our eyes on, 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 on our words. Yeah. Like I definitely, there's a conversation there for sure. Yeah. But just the deck, 
yeah, like when just to attack people that have opinion pieces yeah. by saying that this is the broad overarching game media when it's just like one person with a concern. Yes. <laughs> it's it's craziness. So I th- so I think I think that needs to change. I don't I feel like we're seeing that that fight for the soul of what games hmm. should be. Um I don't know which side's winning, but <laughs> that said, feels, uh, it feels like a tough battle at times. <laughs> it does. It yeah. does. Because I think both sides want you to fight strictly for them and keep pushing this, this, whatever narrative they, they want. And, um, and I, and I feel like by just being a good person, true to yourself, that I think that's going to break through more and feel more genuine. That's at least what we try to do. Yep. Um, no, so know, like, I agree. Yeah, so like the one thing that I would love to see is a more inclusive community where we don't have to have these stupid arguments of like, you know, accessibility. Uh, you know, why, why, why do, why does you know, uh, font need to get bigger? <laughs> you know, because I'm like, because my eyes are getting old, I need to see it. I know there's some people that are legally blind that would like to see this too. Um, I would love to see more people of color in there, and I feel like the one thing that this medium often often does is I feel like people don't want it to be pushed. People want it to be genuine. Like I had this conversation with where we had like Latinos in gaming. I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And one person who was Hispanic was, I don't like this shit, man. It's like, why? It's like, I'm just being treated like a, like a piece of marketing. And it, yeah, that type of stuff has to feel organic. Yeah. You know, like, like what we said, what I said earlier is like, when I bring someone on, I'm not telling you their background. I'm just telling you what they do. Um, yeah, it's. I appreciate that perspective because yeah. uh, it goes without saying I'm as pale as a ghost. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm the very stereotypical white guy, blue eyed guy, English yeah, guy. Lucky um, and so, <laughs> but it, it's it's hard, you know, because yeah. as with any conversation that obviously transcends gaming, um, I can't speak from pers- from experience. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that feels like. Um, you know, from my perspective, I agree with you completely. Um, you know, I always, you hear people say like, uh, you know, we're going to get off topic. I'm trying not to, uh, I'm sorry. I'm leading you there. No, no, you're fine. I was going to give the example of, didn't they announce someone I'm going back now? Didn't they announce a, uh, a black actor was going to play human torch? Oh yeah. That was a while. That's my, that was a while ago. Right. But there was outrage around it and it's just like. You know, at Dude, some point, you've got to stop holding on to these things as yes. these sacred. You know, it has to be this way. I mean, at the end of the day, trust me, I get it. I have my, I'm a, I love Chief, right? I mean, yeah, I adore him. I know what he looks like in the comics. Um, right. Is it going to break my soul if an Hispanic guy or a black guy or someone else played him in a show? No, it, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. And and that that broke through to me when I saw Force Awakens. When Ray holds the lightsaber, spoiler alert! That I got, I get, <laughs> I get super emotional at that scene because, uh-huh. like, I get some people would get upset at it, but I got excited because I was like, "Oh shit!" A, a little girl just got her Luke Skywalker. Like exactly that's right. awesome. And it's like um, when um, that it really touched me when Gal Gadot met that little girl at the Comic Con who had the Wonder mm-hmm. Woman stuff on. And yep. she cried when she met Gal Gadot, and I was yeah. like, "Man, that's 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 it. That's what it's I all saw, about." 
I saw a little girl dressed as Ray and a little black kid dressed as Finn running around a Disney store, and yeah. I got emotional. I'm like, oh. is it because I'm old? But no, it's because I. <laughs> this You're not belongs- old. You got to stop saying that. Because <laughs> what are you then? I get it. <laughs> but like, that's awesome to me. Like this, yeah. that's cool. Like that is genuinely, like knowing that the Mando looks like me, is awesome. He's yeah. one of my favorite characters because. You're like Master Chief was one of my favorite, is one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah, uh, I've never been a big reader because I'm dyslexic, so I only got the games to really go off here. Okay. And I remember as a kid coloring my stormtroopers green hmm. because I really thought that under that mask I could be I could be the Master Chief. That's why I love Spider Man. I could be Spider Man. Yeah. Um. And so like, you know, with Mando, I'm like, oh shit, there's an actual Hispanic. <laughs> dude and he is bad ass like that that's what i want games to be is and we don't have to be like oh ign's trying to buy you know you know uh social justice warrior points here it's just yeah. like no we can just have this space where everyone feels so so belonging i think that's what y- you guys do really well i think that's what uh the iron lords do really well as well is just like you're in this community you feel like you belong. You feel like there's a kinship here. You feel like everybody knows each other. It's kind of like a cheers moment. And, <laughs> you know, it. you don't, you're only fixated on the passion. And that's what I think at the, the, the boilerplate of this should be is this, we should focus on what the passion is with games and champion that than a corporation that doesn't care about you. Um, we should champion each other, uh, the devs, the people that are making these games, and try to find how video games are made. How how do they impact the developers? Yep. That's something we still don't really know at large. And it shouldn't just take a no clip clip uh, to really get to the bottom of that or some IGN doc or you know, whoever else. It should be it should be something that is more standard knowledge, but a lot of de- developers, they don't want to tell you because they just get yelled at by you. And that's the thing that we have to be. And it's an overarching thing of just more understanding, loving the passion, respecting each other. That's what we need to get back to. I don't know if we were ever there, but that's what I hope we're striving towards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, I think we're touching on things that have uh, far reaching impact beyond gaming but uh i completely agree with you um and you know that um yeah so i don't have anything to add because you said it so well so oh thanks man (laughs) so we'll leave that point where it is so uh yeah so i think when you know looking forward to 2021 then uh i kind of want to ask you what's next i know you've talked about uh the growth that you're seeing with trophy room and uh Mm -hmm. love to see it man i i congratulate you on that and uh i think it's great and I, uh, you know, obviously for SG, I've posted about our growth and I'm looking forward to 2021. And, you know, we got the announcement that E3 is going to be digital again this year. And mm-hmm. I think the pandemic just kind of rolling on, um, you know, as we think about this year and into the next, it's going to be in that vein where game shows and some of those other things that we've been used to for years still aren't happening. Right. Yeah. So, you know, as you look forward, I know you said you really love the podcasting. That's your bread and butter. Um, and, uh, you've gotten back, I know, based on what we said about YouTube content and some of your more, your newer videos. So what, what are you looking for 
for trophy room as you continue to grow, man? Are you are you doubling down on the podcasting thing? And um, you know, you still going to be doing the uh, the frequent YouTube videos and any other content? So, 2020 was the year of uh, Kyle and I getting getting together, and I'm usually like the person that's good that spearheads. Like I'm the I'm the big visions guy, and okay. um, so. As captain of the ship, I was like, I'm our mission, because we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room, is we're going to we're going to sound as good as we can to compete with a beyond or a kind of funny or you know a Collins yeah. last stand. That's our our end goal. Uh, we want to sound as because when when you're podcasting, you know, the blue yeti mic will only get you so far. <laughs> and in 2020, we were able to do that. We were able to get this awesome mic right here, which was yeah. actually part of a graduation gift to myself. This mic is around 600 bucks. Yeah, they're, they're not cheap. Yeah, I love her so much <laughs> um, because of the generosity of of our community. And you know, Kyle as well got to upgrade his mic game tremendously. And now we sound really, really great. Uh, and now we we we've kind of have this this overarching brand that I think resonates with a lot of people who are just like you, they just want to talk about gaming. They want to talk about that passion and they don't want to be called names doing it. <laughs> you know, um, the, the one person, uh, some people go to me like, Joe, why, why you you sound so neutral. It's like, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to be 30 guys. I got responsibilities, adult things. This is about talking about what we're passionate about that niche and that's what the trophy room is 2021. We kind of go about the way we cover things is we like PlayStation. We love games. It's kind of like a beat reporter for any sport, right? You may love the Yankees, but you're covering the Brewers and you don't care because it's your sport. Mm. That's what we feel about when it comes to PlayStation. So we want to make coverage just like our podcast that talks about the ecosystem of PlayStation only brings in outside uh, uh, mentions of Xbox or Nintendo. If it relates to PlayStation um, or whatever ripple effects it could have on the PlayStation ecosystem. So you're never going to hear us talk about the PlayStation or the Xbox I price hike thing. You're not maybe out of a quick reference, but you're not going to hear any of the fanboy jargon. What you are going to hear about is some thoughtful, critiques on the playstation ecosystem and we want to continue that with video so and this actually may be depending on when this thing goes out the first time you get to see what my lighting setup is going to look like okay um because of amazing patrons we were able to get this awesome camera that up our production of video and that's the thing in 2021 is we want to get start getting serious again about video content on youtube and through the same eye of we like playstation this is the thing we're going to mention the most but try to cover things that sometimes are outside of it as long as it relates to it we'll talk about it so we're going to be doing weekly shows that talks about the playstation ecosystem video essays each and every monday uh we're going to have the trophy room each and every thursday and then i have a new proto show that's happening on Fridays. And in between that, we'll do some news type stuff as well. But it's really PlayStation news, reviews, unboxings, uh, and video essays. And of course, the podcast, everything that surrounds the PlayStation ecosystem. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's very cool. The you know community support allowing you to do that kind of stuff too, man. It's, it's fantastic. 
Yeah, we. I know I always sound like a broken record. It's like when we say every week, it's like it's because of your generosity, we're here. It's like I'm not bullshitting you. There's no way this any of this was happening. And I got really emotional when the camera came in because this has always been a pipe dream. Mm. And when it came in, I was like, this is. <laughs> there's implications here yeah <laughs> like, like i gotta deliver with this now yeah yeah no that's great to hear man i'm glad to hear about the expansions and uh looking forward to it soon sincerely so it'll be awesome yeah. but man it's been uh i think we'll go ahead and wrap up it's been an absolute pleasure joseph i uh you, you know i always love talking with you and, and bullshitting with you and we got to play games more often too man i gotta mm-hmm. jump in with some stuff especially halo i'm uh We'll have to talk offline a little more, but obviously Infinite's coming. But I'm I'm playing a Halo tournament. Did you see that Game and Beyond the Box mm-hmm. holding a Halo mm-hmm. tournament? Oh, are they really? Yeah, I got I got a DMs about a Halo tourney, okay. and I'm like, oh, y'all don't know that I play Halo almost every Saturday with my girlfriend Sean Capri of the Xbox Drive. Y'all don't know what Joseph's cooking up. so but uh yeah man it's uh, always a pleasure so uh it it goes without saying that anyone watching this has uh knows who you are and knows where to find you but anything you want to shout out as we get ready to get out of here man man like always you can find me over at mr badbit on twitter you can find the show on twitter as well we just hit grand over there uh i can't believe it again that's the one that stuns me the most ps trophy room you can find the video version of our podcast, The Trophy Room, where each and every week, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. Find a video version on YouTube of the same name. You can find The Trophy Room wherever you find your podcasts, whether that's Apple Play. Nope, did again. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify. Wherever you find us, you can find the show there. And really, if we can end cap, this is be better to each other. Yeah, 100%. Take, take that passion about games throw it out there you know you you'd be amazed how many people catch it toss it back at you it's it's that's that's the love of video games i love seeing the passion of it so we gotta we gotta bring more of that into the forefront agree completely man agree completely so that's a perfect uh that's a perfect ending (laughs) so man it's been a pleasure thanks as always this was uh industry perspective chat and uh we will see you in a few weeks peace 